Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I'm Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin as always, and we've got a special guest, the editor, founder, what do you want to call yourself? I don't know, the the, the big guy over <laughs> at the Maze and Blue Review. We appreciate you, Josh Hensky. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Doing well, doing well. So we're, uh, we're deep into the offseason now, but um, you've started your – page site podcast and everything right you started it in the middle of the football season it's like fully up and running now you've gotten six months under your belt or so how's everything going over there yeah it's it's been good you know it's it's hard to you know um follow in the footsteps of such a strong brand before us but you know i feel like we've done a really good job of um you know Picking, picking things up and, and kind of connecting with a community that that's been together and and it's been so strong for for years and years and years um, you know it, it was it was a little daunting at first but you know once once you kind of get into it and, and you know start communicating with people and, and you know start you know joking around and getting familiar it's it's been really good you know we're, we're really lucky to um, not only keep what you know the existing subscribers but you know being able to relate to to people that have been around for so long and and are are used to a a certain way of doing things so it's been good yeah i'm really i'm really pleased so now for the people that are idiots like me who was the site before you guys it was the wolf it was the wolverine okay yep gotcha yep they went to they went to on three and and here we are cool (laughs) i 
I'm curious because, and I think a lot of people else, uh, a lot of people out there would be the same of like, how does this, how do, how does a whole site change over? You know, I feel like there's a lot, obviously, you know, there's a lot to that, but you know, there, there are listeners out there. I'm sure most everybody listening, you know, listens to, or reads like I'm go blog, the Michigan insider, Mm -hmm. you know, the amazing blue review uh the wolverine like all these things but like there's so much that goes on inside these en- entities yeah. but it's like isn't it so tell us a little bit about like how you even got that opportunity too yeah so um i was contacted probably like mid to late september about the opportunity um and you know things kind of progressed from there you know they were like they you know, approached me and or Josh Helmholtz approached me and he's, you know, he says, you know, Hey, are you interested in, you know, taking over the Michigan site? Because, you know, the, the, the guys that we have now are heading to, uh, you know, heading to on three, um, November 1st. So obviously I was, you know, gung ho about it and very, very into the idea. So, you know, we had some, had some discussions and then, you know, I had a, I had a contract in front of me probably early October so I had to keep my mouth shut from, you know, it's, it's, it's not only a contract from my side, but it's, it's, you know, on three's contract situation as well, kind of prevented us from announcing it. was just, you know, it's just the way it is, you know, it's, it's easy to look back and say, Oh, I wish things were different this way. But, you know, I, I respect, I have, I have a ton of respect for, you know, the guys that, that, you know, came before, or we had to follow up for the guys at the Wolverine are, are, are awesome. And, um, you know, they were very supportive too, which was, which meant a lot to me. Um, you know, so I had to, I had to keep my mouth shut, uh, for the entire month of October while trying to a do, do my job for, for the Michigan insider and B recruit people and, you know, write up my own contracts, start up an LLC, um, you know, just a bunch of stuff. I mean, it was, a, it was a hectic time, but, you know, looking back, you know, just even just looking back years prior, like the, just the grind that, you know, you, you go through, um, was absolutely totally worth it. But, um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting month. You know, we kind of had to get set up the, the entire month of October behind the scenes. Um, you know, very, very quiet. I, you know, I can't, I couldn't even hint at anything, you know, so, um, yeah, it was very, it was very interesting, but you know, it worked out, it worked out really well. I'm slightly I'm distracted by you or from you by watching Jack yell, shut up at his dog. <laughs> little fucker keeps barking. <laughs> the fuck up? I, I was worried a little bit that it was your wife and not your dog. So, uh, oh God. If I ever said that to Heather, I'd be out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised mine's not barking right now. He usually <laughs> times it perfectly. He always does it when I'm doing something like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were talking about your significant other. Oh, no, 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 my dog. Oh, my no, no. <laughs> no, no. Starts barking. <laughs> no. I'm a very I'm a very eligible bachelor, you know, just in case of the 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 Ooh. female audience out there. We do have, I think, a very large female audience. Oh, perfect. You know, great. You know, you got any Michigan fans want some inside info? I'm your guy. (laughs) For free, too. Yeah, yeah. Insider info. (laughs) While he's whispering sweet nothings into you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could have just yeah. pictured it during the Harbaugh saga, you man. It was just you know, <laughs> bringing the goods. Bringing the goods. Oh my god! <laughs> well, uh, all right, what? While we're on that, what is? Do you have like one scoop that you've gotten? Like, what's your best scoop that you've ever got? <sighs> that is a really good question. Um, the best scoop, probably. You know, I had um, I had multiple people reach out to me during the whole Harbaugh thing, and I got and I got laughed at for it. Um, but you know, I had people telling me, you know, at the point of making it public that they had a a deal done, and this uh, Harbaugh in in Michigan had a deal done for a contract extension. This was probably like a couple weeks after the season ended. So this is even before like the Minnesota stuff came up. So I was sweating big bullets when, when the Minnesota stuff came out, because I was like, I was adamant through the whole thing. I'm like, because people kept telling me and I can only, I can only say what people are telling me and the people I trust tell me, and they're telling me like, nothing's changed. Like that, you know, Harbaugh is, is, you know, walking around Schembechler right now. He's doing his job right now. And I'm like, that's what I was telling the people on the site, and I'm just like, I, I he hasn't, you know, these people are, are telling me this, and you know, I gotta trust them. So probably the, you know, what they agreed upon, the, even the down to the details, not necessarily the dollar amounts, but you know, the uh, assurances that you know the staff were gonna get raises, um, and you know, stuff and, and stuff like that, and, and not necessarily the NIL stuff, but more assurances that you know NIL was going to become a thing, you know, because Michigan was 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 lagging a little bit behind that, which understandably so because you got to figure it out. It's a mess. It still is a mess. It's always going to be a mess. But yeah, I think that that the scoop that we that he was going to agree that the extension was agreed upon. It was a done deal. All it needed to do was a signature, and that signature took a while. But you know, we're we're here, thankfully, and I'm not, you know, uh, sitting here all red faced being being wrong. So um, well, I mean, that worked honestly, out. I mean, that was our first big that was our first big win as a site, I think, and and you know that really excited about that one. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously a huge one. That's like the yeah. biggest thing of of you know. Obviously, there was a ton of stuff that went on in the season that was also big, but yeah, and it, like immediately turned to that right away. And I mean, even like guys like Chris Ballas, who is very well respected all in the Michigan media, he was wrong a couple times, and I think he was probably right, and he was probably in the same situation that you were, knew you know was being told Harbaugh's in the building, blah blah blah, and then Harbaugh would like go and do something, yeah. and then it's like. Yeah holy shit, this is, you know, not what – he was He was honestly going rogue, it felt yeah. like. Oh, well, that's just that's just Harbaugh. You can never – you can never uh, predict what he's going to do. I mean, he'll do – he'll do one thing and then just do something else, you know, two seconds later. So, uh, you know, I fully believe that Harbaugh was headed to Minnesota prepared to accept the deal. I mean, that's – that's not there's there's no no issue there you know it's just Harbaugh did a Harbaugh and he did change his mind I mean that's uh, who knows if he was offered if he wasn't offered who cares um, but you know I, I fully fully believe he was headed to Minnesota to take a job there even though he was telling recruits and players 
personally, you know, I, I know multiple recruits and families were, you know, having one-on-ones with Harbaugh and personally asked him, you know, what the hell's going on here? Because I think a lot of people, even in Schembechler, were like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, so, yeah, and, he's, and he was telling them that he wasn't going anywhere. This was just kind of a, you know, a thing that he was doing. But it sure didn't seem like it at, towards the end there. But, you know, he, he at any rate, it went the other direction. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's, it's just Harbaugh being Harbaugh. Well, it's funny you say that because we have a friend that uh, once Michigan, you know, they got Harbaugh to come back, whatever, he signed his contract. And, uh, you, know, real, you know, somebody I respect hugely and you know not really necessarily in sports but like has connections within the university and whatever and uh he was telling us he's like when he gets serious he gets serious like i know for a fucking fact harbaugh was leaving he was going like his family was preparing for the move like he's going to minnesota yeah and he's like they must not have liked that last conversation and backed out but he he was so adamant that harbaugh was for sure right that harbaugh was for sure going there yeah yeah, you know, I think ultimately it staying is, was probably the best move. I didn't think Minnesota made much sense, you know, from just from a, a cap space standpoint. I mean, they're in cap space hell. I mean, obviously he's he's going to have his person say in personnel, but he's not going to be the GM. But you know, you have Kirk Cousins who stinks. I mean, you've got a couple of good pieces there, but you know, I think the Las Vegas job was far more attractive than, than what Minnesota I, was. But I mean, there was nothing there with, with Las Vegas. He didn't have a conversation with Las Vegas. So I don't know. I, you know, I just, it's silly season either way. So I don't know where the hell half this stuff comes from. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's gotta be, you know, the 90% of the sources stuff is bullshit, right? Oh yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's the sources stuff is, Hey, I know a guy who knows a guy who said this. So that's, you know, you can, I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and sometimes, you know, that stuff is, is well-placed because it comes from, you know, perhaps the horse's mouth directly, even though it's maybe second or third hand. But I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. The stuff, it's like a game of telephone, you know? It's just like someone says one thing, which leads to another, which compounds on another thing, and it just gets all messed up and, and ultimately wrong, so. what Do you have any idea what went down with uh, Josh Gaddis? Because that was a weird situation where he's the assistant of the year. Yeah. You felt like they had the momentum there. I Some people thought, Maybe he thought that he had the head coaching job at Michigan and he was pissed about that. Some people thought he was, you know, out to get a raise uh, or thought wanted a, this much raise and Harbaugh yeah. said, no, you get this much. Do you have any insight there? Well, you know, I, I, I know I have a pretty good, you know, a, a, a source that would, would say that, you know, him and, and Harbaugh and, and Gaddis were destined for a divorce regardless of, you know, who came calling. I mean, he, you know, there was, there was rumors that, you know, he wanted to uh, go to the NFL route after the uh, Virginia job fell through. Cause he would hundred percent would have taken that job if he were to be offered. And I think, and I, I'm pretty confident in saying that he was the runner up uh, for that job. Bad job though. Too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's an awful job. It's a terrible job, but yeah, you know, it, it's guys who are, uh, coaches who are that confident in themselves, you know, they'll take 
you know, any job that, you know, that they can just kind of, you know, prove that they can do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was from, from multiple conversations that I've had, it was clear that, you know, if it wasn't, if it didn't happen then at the end of the year, it was, you know, this, this season, it was going to be, you know, it was going to, they were going to divorce either way. So, um, yeah, no, what, people. What was, I mean, I think I, obviously we know that Jim Harbaugh is hard headed and stubborn. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. But, uh, insert adjective here. Yeah. And I think that Josh Gaddis was somewhat the same way. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he kind of showed his true colors towards the end there with that text that yeah. obviously was, was meant to be leaked regardless. I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't not get leaked, but you know, you're, I think he kind of showed his ass a little bit on the way out. Um, and kind of showed what who what he was all about, but yeah, just a weird, weird situation. Um, you know, I feel like I, I, to be honest with you, although maybe you know Gaddis was was holding back the culture and had some issues there, but I do think that he really did very well as a coordinator, as a play caller. He yeah. finally like hit his stride yeah. last year. And I worry that Michigan could take a step back with replacing him as a play caller. How do you feel about that? Maybe, maybe. But I do think Matt Weiss and Sherelle Moore had a, a big say in the offense last year. Um, you know, Matt Weiss is big into analytics, and that played a big factor in the offense last year. Um, you know, ultimately, they didn't call the plays. I mean, they, they'd suggest plays, but... Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting because obviously everyone knows about Matt Weiss and, and the Baltimore background and how he worked with Lamar Jackson, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works out. You know, I, I don't think the offense is destined to, to for a step back. Honestly, I think, excuse me, with the amount of athletes they have, especially at wide receiver, you know, they, they have a chance to really open things up for, for once, you know, I mean, like they've, they've, this is, this is the year to do that. I mean, it's, I'm begging, I'm begging them to open it up. I don't, yeah. at this point, I don't give a shit who the quarterback is. Just fucking throw the ball. Right. Exactly. And yeah, you kind of, you, you, you can't, you can't not throw the ball. I mean, what, who they have, you know, even returning with Ronnie Bell coming back. I mean, you gotta, you gotta throw the ball. You gotta get creative. Um, you know, you, you don't have Hassan Haskins who you can rely on, which, okay, fine. But, you know, I, I think you got Blake Corum and right, Donovan Edwards, right? Exactly. And I think Donovan Edwards is going to be one of the, the leading receivers in, uh, you know, as a running back in the country. I think he's that good. He's that versatile. He's a weapon. And, you know, Michigan hasn't had those kind of weapons in years. I couldn't, can't even remember the last time they've had that. So, you know, to, to take a step back offensively, um, you know, there, there's got to be something bigger there. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe it might be a play calling issue, but there have to be something very, very wrong, you know, fundamentally, um, you know, culturally to in order for things to go south, you know, anything, anything but north, you'd be, you know, it's there's some really concerning stuff if that were to happen. What do you think about uh, AJ Henning getting some snaps at running back? We were yeah, talking I think to Dono a little bit uh, last weekend. And yeah, he was bringing that up because we were talking about him doing a little bit of receiving and whatnot. Right. And um, I'm almost thinking now that like 
AJ Henning and, and Donovan Edwards might have a pretty similar role. I mean, obviously I think Donovan's going to play a little bit more at his schedule position as AJ right. would, but um, they might have a similar role if they're both, you know, able to catch the ball and take it out of the backfield. Yeah. I think it's smart. You know, I'm, you know, the, 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 the jet sweep role with, with AJ Henning and all that stuff, it's, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and again, they have so many guys that you, there's only one football to go around. So you got to get guys involved somehow and, you know, A.J. Henning is, is a reliable guy and can do a lot of things for you. So it, it just it makes a lot of sense to kind of make a role for him, um, you know, and, and I think he's going to be extremely effective, you know, in the kick return game and things like that. But obviously you want a larger role outside of just special teams. So um, it, it makes sense. I think it's smart. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how it will work. I mean, you saw it a little bit towards the tail end of last year and, you know, it, it was, it was successful. So, um, you know, considering Michigan's offensive line that's coming back, plus you get Alu Alawatimi in there, um, you know, Michigan's offensive line arguably could be better, which could create more opportunities for him to break loose. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's smart. It's smart to get your guys you, you can rely on involved. I mean, that's how you're, that's how you become successful. I think honestly, I think we may see a a rote or like a motion where Dono Donovan Edwards motions out to receiver and AJ Henning comes back into running back. Yeah, I think we could see a lot of that. Yeah, Dono was like. he was calling him like the wide back position that uh, Cordero Patterson or uh, Samuel Samuel, Samuel, yeah. Samuel, like, yeah. yeah, a lot of those guys. I mean, it's a big Love NFL thing. So. I think that shit would be incredible. I, yeah. I don't know how, as a defense, if you can utilize the weapons that Michigan has, and whether it, half of them are decoys or not, I think that makes them really, really hard to defend if you're u- using them in motion and doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's you have Donovan. They're interchangeable, really. I mean, maybe Donovan might be more reliable in terms of running the ball and getting in between the tackles. But, you know, it, it's hard to prepare for stuff like that with, with guys who are interchangeable. And you can interchange them at any time. You know, you can even during a play, you can just switch them out before, before the snap. So, yeah, having those kind of wrinkles are uh, – you know, and you can bring them out at any time. You don't necessarily have to be game one of the season. It could be, you know, a special package you save for, let's say, Ohio State or, or whatever. So, yeah, having having guys that can do multiple roles, and that's and that's something that you know they've been really emphasizing in recruiting too. Is is guys that who are, are really versatile can play multiple positions. Um, and obviously we've, we've seen it multiple times that guys switching from offense to defense and, and things like that. So, you know, having that versatility, you know, and, and, and being able to trot out that versatility on any play is, is huge. Now, do you think that a team like Michigan, that's going to have so much, um, talent, but also like depth at wide yeah. receiver position, um, is there a chance that they could be kind of like oversaturated at that particular position, especially with the team that had the motto run the damn ball towards the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, that's a big question. You know, do they, do they have too much right now? I mean, which is, is funny to argue. I mean, is there too much, which I don't think you can say there's ever too much, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's the million dollar question. Is it, do they still want to be a run first team or do they want to go out there and, and throw the ball? Um, 
and there's a lot of guys that deserve playing time that are returning. I mean, you know, Cornelius Johnson, who hasn't been really hasn't been talked about talked about much during the spring. It's just he's just a solid guy. Obviously, Ronnie Bell returning. You got Roman Wilson, and you know you've got the the young guys coming in too. You know, Darius Clemens, who you know you saw during the spring game, but you know I, I've just heard nothing but good things about him. Memorial Walker came in late and came on late. There's just a lot going on there, and again, there's only one football. How do you kind of determine? And I don't even mention Andrew Anthony too. So it's. It's interesting. It's an interesting question to ask. You know, how do they get these guys involved, and how do you keep them happy? Um, because ultimately, these guys want want the ball. I mean, they're not. I mean, yeah, they're team first guys, but these these guys want want the ball um, and and have aspirations beyond Michigan. So, um, yeah, that's that's the million dollar question. Can they do it? I think they can. I think they can find a, a happy medium, but you know, you might have to go away from running the ball a little bit. And I think that there's, there are a lot of teams out there, the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the Bamas, the the Georgias, that they sit four-star wide receivers that just don't get playing time. And they make sure that they get the top guy the ball. So, you know, at some point, you obviously want to make sure that guys, you know, you don't have a – a mass transfer or something mm-hmm. but at some point you play the best guy and you get him the damn ball because yeah exactly i i think it's it's you have to play hardball sometimes and you have to say tough shit yep. you know, hey you want to get the ball you got to do what that guy's doing right? yeah exactly you know if you want to hang with the big boys you got to act like the big boys and that means kind of hurting some egos you know and yeah. you can't you you can't stroke egos all day and and act like you know, and, and to be successful. I mean, it's just not going to happen. You have to make the tough decisions and that's at the end of the day. And that's just in college football in general, you can't make everyone happy and you, nor, nor should you, um, you know, like you said, you play your best players and they will be getting the best players will be getting the ball. And, you know, having that kind of competition with so, so much depth, the best is going to emerge regardless, you know? So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some upset players behind the scenes, but, you know, like you said, tough shit. It's just what it is. It's just what what's going to happen. So we're talking about stroking egos. If you could stroke one person's ego, oh, doesn't have to be on the Michigan football team. I'm just glad you said a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you finished that sentence. Well, we were talking a little bit about, you know, hammers before we started recording. Now we're talking <laughs> about stroking them, you know, just – my, my mind's running a million miles an hour right now. Yeah, yeah. You're home you, alone if, with the dog. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but if you could stroke one person's ego at any person in the world, who would it be? Stroke one person's what? ego. This is the weirdest. Just tell them how great they are? Or is that kind of like – Use your imagination. <laughs> Beyonce came out with a song called Ego or something, right? Or she had some lyrics like Ego. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go with it. Let's yeah, go with that. This is, this is unconfirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I could stroke one person's ego in the entire world. 
If you, oh my if God. You want, like, uh, this is like the verbal, like if I'm going to verbalize a <laughs> meme here, this is the, the, the car that's like skirting off to the highway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what? We're going right turn here. I have to answer this because I'm just going to be thinking about it the entire the entire rest of the way here. Um, probably it's going to be it's either a tie between Tom DeLonge or Mark Hoppus because the Blink One Eight Two is my favorite band ever of all time. And if I had a chance to meet those two guys, I probably would be like, "Oh, I, you know, you guys are awesome." I go skiing. <laughs> You go skiing, okay. Yeah. I like Blink One Eighty Two. I like yeah. Blink One Eighty Two a lot. They, they deserve a hand every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them live three times, so I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. There's this one time uh, talking about like telling people how big of a fan I was. I met Lloyd Carr once. I met Lloyd Carr once. I was probably I don't know, like seventeen at the time, and he was like outside taking photos with some people, and I. I I walked up. I was wearing a Spuck the Fartons t-shirt, right? And this is like peak, peak dumbass Josh era. Like I walk up to him and I take a picture with him and I'm like, I'm a big fan. <laughs> He's like, I can see that. <laughs> that was his response. And then I, I think about that to this day and just cringe to myself and I'm like, oh, oh my god, that's a bad look. Now, because you've obviously, I'm sure, been around like most coaches, players, like, yeah, stuff. yeah. And and I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't remember me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned off. I've turned off that part of my life. Like, let me let me clarify here. Yeah, let me yeah. say that I'm not a I'm not a fanboy anymore. That 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 era that chapter of my life is over. I think it actually died that day when I met Lloyd Carr. Firstly, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Looking back, I'm like, oh man, you, whew. yeah. Oh. So did you walk away from that? Like, yeah, I did. Oh, I was pumped at time. I'm like, oh hell yeah, Lloyd! I just met Lloyd Carr. I took a grainy ass photo with like my freaking flip phone. This is awesome. Yeah, and now looking back, man. Oh. I actually, you know what would be awesome is I wish that like I could compile every photo I've ever taken from like every flip phone, every my Motorola Razor, oh. my <laughs> Nextel, oh, that was cool like black and white. Like I the back in the day, obviously like Kodaks, like all that, like that would be incredible because I've I've lost so much content out there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we got to start using a disposable camera. For some shit, I love yeah. that. People are getting sick too. photos out of them. Go to CVS, fucking wait for nobody to show up. Try to get them developed. The you whole, know what though? I did thing. do that uh, probably a year ago. It's so expensive. It's you like to get them like printed or developed. Yes, to get them printed, like one thing, it's like thirty pictures. It's like sixty dollars. Holy crap! Like You're what? Lying. You're lying. I swear to God, go try it. Where did You're you lying. go? Like CVS or some shit. You're fucking lying, dude. Is your CVS just like five star restaurant? CVS. Well, I want to know what CVS you go to. That's like five five star dining there. I also got dollars. on all the pictures. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, oh man. All right. Speaking of stories, too. I you've covered recruiting. I'm sure whether it's in the basketball world or the football world for a while. Yeah. Yeah. 
what's the weirdest recruiting story you've ever either seen in person, covered, heard of, anything along those lines? The weirdest recruiting story. Um, I don't really know of too many Michigan-related ones, but probably the weirdest one was probably – it's it's funny because it, it always – it always jogs my memory when I when I look at Alex Anzalone from the Lions, the uh, the B Dubs trivia guru. I don't I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. There was a there's a, a Ohio State fan named B Dubs. This was probably this was right when Urban Meyer got hired from Ohio State. So it was like early days where you know we thought that you know Brady Hoke was going to actually compete with with Urban Meyer. Um, Never got a chance, <laughs> yeah. So there's this there's this guy on Twitter named Beatups Trivia Guru, and he'd always tweet to recruits every day. Like I think oh, it was a Muhammad Ali quote. I can't remember what the exact quote was, but he would tweet it every day, and he would take photos with recruits like in person. Um, and it turns out that uh, Beatups Trivia Guru was a pedophile. He no. was like a, a registered sex offender. Like a legit pedophile, and it caused Alex Anzalone to decommit from Ohio State and commit to Florida. That was that was why, because he was originally committed to Ohio State. No way. Yeah, and like that whole backlash from that kind of made like it like freaked him out. I mean, you know, Alex at the time was you know 17, 18. So yeah, I mean that that was that's probably the weirdest recruiting story I know of. Like a, a, a legit sex offender made Alex Anzalone sw- flip from from Ohio State to Florida. It's just imagine wild. Being, imagine being Urban Meyer and you're just like, what the f-? like getting that phone call like, yeah, hey, coach, I I can't go to Ohio State anymore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it's hey guys. If we're being I, honest, Urban knew. Yeah. <laughs> he knew he was going to do shit about it. I think it got to Ohio State, and I think I can't remember the exact like w- what happened to it, but I think Ohio State like had to release a statement or something like that, you know, con- not condoning this this fan or whatever. I mean, it, it's it was so long ago. I don't know if it's even on the internet anymore, but yeah, that was that's probably the wildest. Twi- I mean, it was peak Twitter too. I mean, that's peak Twitter. Oh, it's that, crazy. That would be the best Twitter like hour of all time. Oh my god, it was insane. I mean, that was when I first started getting into recruiting too. So you know, I'm like, man, is this every recruitment gonna be like this? this is wild. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. I mean, what the hell? You know, I mean, it's it's not as you know, you know, fans like to tweet recruits and you know whatever. It used to kind of like weird me out. Now I'm just like, man, whatever. You know, it's whatever. But that was peak like. Weird. <laughs> it's like legit weird. Oh, fucking. That's uh, that's out there. That's out yeah. There. Yeah. Um. So I talking recruiting too. So I I want to ask one question about football. Then I'll ask a question about basketball too. Sure. Um. So football. What's going on? Why? <laughs> why? Why? It, why is Michigan not seemingly able? to capitalize on the best season in 20 years. Jax is going to shake his head because he thinks I'm being negative, but I think I'm being real when like, I, I just thought that this would propel us to be able to grab a few four stars and five stars. Then there are a few here and there, but like 
they just took a three-star running back over a four-star running back, and that guy's going to go to Ohio State. Yeah, I'll give you two words: Minnesota Vikings. That totally derailed everything. I, I firmly believe that. I don't. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I firmly believe that whole Harbaugh flirtation with the NFL just totally ruined all momentum. I mean, that's easy. You know, negative recruiting fodder. Easy. Any any program. Look, hey, look, look, this guy's not going to be here when you, you know, when you get to campus. So I, I truly believe that Harbaugh flirtation, which is fine. I mean, he's perfectly allowed to do that. I mean, he's, he's, you know, it's, I have no issues with him doing that, but you got to face the repercussions if you don't go ahead and go through with this, you know, pursuit. So, you know, you're dealing with the, with the consequences a little bit. And I think Michigan is kind of a, a notorious strong finisher. I mean, they've always been that way. I mean, you saw it last year. I mean, fortunately, you had a couple of fortuitous bounces with, you know, Brett Venables going to Oklahoma, which kind of opened things up for Keon Sab, um, and obviously Crystal Ball to Miami, which helped with Clemens. Um, but yeah, I think they've, they've always finished strong. Um, you know, they've always delayed big recruiting weekends until later on in the year. I mean, they've had a couple, the spring game wasn't very, uh, wasn't exactly a strong recruiting weekend, which would, could have been, but you know, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, Michigan will, everything will round out once this, you know, the season, you know, heads gets to an end here. I mean, they'll, they'll pick up guys to the summer who that's a great question. I would love to know that as well. Um, but you know, they'll, they'll get guys here and there. Um, but I, I think, you know, we're, we're looking at probably more of a strong finish than, you know, a, you know, get off the, I mean, if, if things were opposite with the Harbaugh thing, yeah, I think they would have been riding a little bit of momentum here, but you know, it is what it is. You just got to deal with it. We're going to be a little more optimistic here. Are there any are there any big recruits or guys to look out for that uh, you're aware of? I mean, yeah, well, that's another great question. I mean, that's really nothing appears imminent right now. I mean, you can mention guys like Amir Herring who are who are up there, four star guy out of West Bloomfield. Um, but okay. you know, I that that's a weird one. Dante is a weird one. Um, you know, he doesn't really talk all that much and neither do his people. So it's kind of hard to, to really see where things stand with him. You know, I, I think Michigan is, is in on him. Obviously I think he, they're, they're way up there for him, but you know, if, if gun to my head, you were to tell me where do you think he's going to go? If he had, were to announce tomorrow, honestly, I'd say Notre Dame. I think he'd be going to Notre uh, Dame. I, um, I, listen, I'm okay with him not coming to Michigan as long as he doesn't go to Ohio State. Yeah. How would anybody go to Notre Dame? You ever been to Indiana? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, you know how it is with new new staffs. I mean, new coaches always have that new coach sheen, and they always start strong. And Marcus Freeman is just a relatable dude. He's just he's just cool a good dude, cool guy. He gets it, you know. So he's going to he's going to have these quick. Uh, recruiting starts and, and, you know, having a guy you can, you can base your class around and Dante Moore is obviously a huge start. So um, yeah, the QB situation is, is interesting because if you move on to, to 2024, you got a five-star in Julian saying who, you know, Harbaugh personally called from the masters um, that and told him that he's the number one priority. And meanwhile, you also have CJ Carr out there as well uh, in 2024. Um, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 
I he's taken all these visits, and I'm sure I've what I've heard and seen. I, I think I actually uh, wa- read your uh, thing about it the other day on on Rivals.com. Yeah, and it was basically like he's taken his uh you know his visits, and he actually is interested in hearing out other teams. But yeah, ultimately, it's in my I. It's got to, it makes too much sense. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ingrained. Michigan is ingrained in him. Um, you know, from, from his mom, his, his dad, his grandpa, grandpa's multiple. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see him going elsewhere. But at the same time, it's interesting. You got Harbaugh saying, you know, uh, saying, yeah, has to saying, to saying that he's a five star, he's this five star guy that, He's the number one priority in the 2024 class. You know, do you take two quarterbacks? You know, do you, which kind of, I was having this conversation the other day with someone, you know, if, if you miss out on Dante, do you just scrap the idea of taking a quarterback in 23 and, and earmarking an extra scholarship to take two uh, in 2024? But at the same time, does CJ want to be the number two quarterback in the class if, if, if you were to hypothetically land sand, which isn't a guarantee, of course, but if you do land him, do you take two and, and is CJ okay with being, you know, the, the second QB in the class and is, is saying okay with it? There's a lot of moving parts to it. And, you know, I, I think, I think it's interesting that, that Harbaugh said what he did. I mean, I get it from a recruiting standpoint, but at the same time, you gotta, you know, you got a guy in your backyard who, you know, was, was born and raised the Wolverine. It's yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's, it's, it's a really interesting time in recruiting right now because there's no, there's no guarantees and there's no guy in this class where you can put in the 2023 class, especially where you can point to and say, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's not coming. You know, it's they're they're taking it like Benjamin Hall, for example, no idea he was committing. No one had any idea he was committing. And that's, probably going to happen a few more times in this class that's kind of what makes it so hard to predict but like i don't know with that specific one i'm like can you hold off on him so you can get um what's his name that just committed to fletcher yeah yeah like to me i'm like i don't know it just i get the vibe that jim harbaugh found he saw what happened in 2021 with this team where he had a bunch of guys that are super passionate. They're all in on Michigan. It didn't matter if they were a five-star or not, but because they loved it and all that, they, that was what took Michigan to the next level. Yeah. I feel like now with recruits, he's like, I want guys that are all in. I don't want these guys that are flirting with, yeah. I don't care how talented they are. If they're flirting with somebody else, I don't want to, you know, even talk to them. It, that's the feeling I get in like, I, I get that, but, like, at some point, you can't just take all three stars. You need to have some talent. Yeah, exactly. No, 100%. 100% right. Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can walk out and, and really get a couple of lucky bounces and, and you know, get a three-star guy that, that you know, ultimately plays like a five-star, yeah. but you got to have talent. I mean, you look at, you look at, you know, all these stats that come out about Super Bowl teams and, you know, national championship teams, they're – four or five stars. I mean, that's, again, if you want to be a big boy, you got to 
act and play like a big boy. I mean, you gotta you gotta land these five star guys. You gotta steal these five star recruits away from the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States. You gotta do it. Um, at what point does that happen? Oh, that's bad. I would love to know that question too. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't just rely on. Um, you know, hoping that you grab a steal somewhere and say, hey, this guy looks like he could be a dude. You know, you got to get some legit dudes, you know, dudes that are identified. Do, uh, do, how many stars was Tom Brady, do we know? Oh, my God. I, I don't even know. He, I think it was a zero uh, star. No, he was did they even Do they even oh, have stars back? I don't even know if they had stars. Yeah, there there was a zero star then. That <laughs> counts. But if we're gonna let's 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 okay, let's talk about some Michigan QBs that are at Michigan right now. Future Heisman winners, Davis Warren and Alex Woodgy. Who's your who's your favorite between those two guys? Davis Warren or Alex Orgy? Um probably Davis Warren just because of the story. Correct answer. Yeah, he's just Dang. he's got a really he's got a, a I mean an unfortunate story. I mean, you know, the kid battled cancer and then had his senior year canceled on him. Yeah. Um, Wait, I didn't know the story. Yeah. No. Yeah, he had. I think he had leukemia. I mean, he, he had leukemia. I think his ju- sophomore junior year, and you know he beat that fortunately, and then COVID knocked out his senior year of high school. Jack, he's our best friend. You have to know this. I, know, I gotta start researching people. Holy shit! What a badass dude. Yeah, that dude's a badass for sure. Times more now. Yeah, no, and, and it's funny. Michigan really thinks thinks they've got a guy in Davis Warren too. You know, it's and he show. I mean, he showed it. I heard all spring. I had guys tell me, "Dude, Davis Warren is legit. He's like a, a legit third stringer." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. He's you know, he's a walk on, whatever." No, this dude is legit. Like Davis Warren is legit, and I'm really curious to see how his career shapes out. I mean, maybe he might transfer and get a scholarship elsewhere because he that kid deserves a scholarship, and I think he will. You know, just nil wise, I think he's going to get some sort of compensation well, for his. Well, he's scholarship. A, I mean, he's a blue by ninety athlete. Oh yeah, well, then there you go. He's taken care of. He's taken care of. I mean, he's going to get tens and tens of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, yeah, he's all he's all set. He doesn't have to worry about you know uh, money anymore. He's yeah, all good. Hot and ready, we got you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's hooked up. So yeah, no, don't have to worry. Well, there answers that question. So you know, he yeah, but that kid is that kid is legit. Alex Orgy, I don't think he's going to be a quarterback by the time his career is done at Michigan. I don't think he's going to be a quarterback. And that's not to say that he's bad. I think he's better as a linebacker, personally. Um, I, I think he's... that in, like, high school or something? I, I think he played both ways in high school. I, I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, um, he's a monster to me. Like, so, yeah, exactly. He's got speed. He's got size. I want him to be everything that Joel Milton wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have that rocket arm we heard about, you know? But, um... <laughs> I heard it was Cam Newton and Pat Mahomes. And oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if, if Alex was playing on defense or, or elsewhere by the time his career is over. And again, that's not to say that he's bad. It's just I think his athletic skills could allow him to play elsewhere and be successful. You know, I think a linebacker is the perfect role for him because that dude is fast. And he's athletic as hell, and I think he could hit hard if he really wanted to. So, I mean, it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. He's an interesting dude for sure. 
All right, let's talk some hopes here. Um, got a lot of decisions that you are coming hoops up tonight. Did you get any points? Did you get any buckets? Any nice points? I got a, I got a few buckets. No I few got buckets? a few buckets. Right. Um, I'm I'm not very good, but I can rebound the shit out of the ball. Oh, there you go. That's you a, are I, slightly taller than the average man. <laughs> I, I, I I hooped with Jared Wangler. Jared said, does Any Jack hoop? hoop? He said, I said, no. I'm just a straight shooter, dude. I sit in the corner and just. I said, I yeah. said Jack Jack works at Orange Theory Fitness, but doesn't work out. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm going to have to do a, I'm going to have to do a Hank group message with you guys. Cause I'm on day two. I'm on day two in a row. Day two in a row. I'm proud I'm day of two in a row. I don't tell people, I'm like, I've just got addictive personality. I literally need to do this every day if I'm going to stick to it. So I'm on, I'm on day two. I'm going to do every single day for as long as I need to, I guess. And uh, I won't, I won't go crazy hard. Probably the rest of your life, man. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> probably. Um, but literally, right. I'm on day Hold two. On. I'm going to get a streak here. Okay. I like that. I'm proud of you. I'm proud Can of you. you get a counter in the corner of the screen? Yes, please. For the days? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just do a whiteboard. Like, uh, who is that? What do you uh, I'll what create you a paid? layout. I'll create a layout. Don't worry. I got it. <laughs> the old, uh, the old, um, what was that? Uh, what's the show on ESPN? Uh, PTI? PTI, um, the corner around the, around the horn. Oh, around the horn. Yeah. Yeah. Woody Page would always have the, uh, have the, the whiteboard in the back. All right. Sorry. Basketball. There's some big decisions coming up. Here. Yeah. We haven't heard anything. I, what's what's your insight here because i feel like it's it's this weird thing where we all at first everyone thought that they were leaving and now they're not on any draft boards and it's like feels like they may be coming back but i don't know is it all three is it you know what do you think yeah i would be pleasantly surprised if all three came back um i don't have any specific info to say otherwise i do believe all three will will test the waters they're allowed to do that all four years, you know, every year now the rules have changed recently. You can, you can test the waters without an agent. Um, you don't, can't just do it. You can't, you know, you can do it more than once now, which I think is a good rule. Um, yeah. So I expect all three to, uh, to at least test the waters. Um, you know, I, I think if, if you were to ask me who is the most likely out of the three to come back, I would venture to say probably Hunter would probably be the most likely to come back. Why? Um, That's crazy. I saw I, so McHugh. I saw he was like, "Yeah, people aren't really looking at him because of his age." That's probably the biggest, the biggest thing uh, is, is his age. Wants eighteen year old. Yeah. Why does that matter? Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Why does it matter? I don't know why it matters, but you know, because they want to essentially because they want to maximize a kid as long as possible, and you know, having a 22, 23 year old is you know frowned upon in terms of the length of, of time they can, they can have a guy. It's, it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can see a situation where all three come back. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I can see. Do you feel like Musa and Caleb are ready for even the no, G league right no. now? No, if you ask if my personal opinion, no, I don't think they're, they're even G league ready right now. I don't um, think so you know, and and there's an interesting wrinkle too. Michigan is recruiting Caleb Houston's younger brother in 2024. I think he's 2024. He might be 2023. I he's one of the two. Um, you know, he's being recruited. He's a defensive line recruit, and he's legit. 
So there's that wrinkle there too. I don't know if they'd want to, you know, room together or whatever, but um, yeah, I know, I know for a fact that Michigan is, is comfortable with whatever they, they decide because, you know, from someone I, I've spoken to really close with the program, they, they, he, this person acknowledged the fact that each guy has a really strong circle um, around them they're not that are that are going to get good information they're not going to give him bad intel just to you know see a gravy train so to speak they're they're michigan is comfortable because juan is going to get the best information because he can contact any nba gm he wants and at the same time you know the players are comfortable too because they're going to get the best information and they know their circle is legit so you know what, what we'll see you- yeah, what are your thoughts on right now? Um, I think there are a lot of people out there that say, you know, a lot of fans that that aren't aren't in aren't NBA GMs, right, yeah. and aren't college yeah. head coaches that are like, you're crazy to go to the NBA, you're crazy to take this jump. But I think that a lot of people don't understand that the option of going to the G League and just playing basketball, yeah. making money as well as like learning under NBA development and coaches right. and stuff is a, sometimes a better option than staying yeah. in school. Even well, if they're not quite ready, it's still a better option sometimes. Yeah, no, it, I think the G League has really gone through this, you know, metamorphosis of sorts of late in the past couple of years. They've really, you know, up the money, um, you know, up the, the, the significance of the G League, you know, the NBA teams are now actually relying on, you know, the, this type of funnel system, so to speak. They're actually using it as a, as a legit minor league system as it should be, not just this entity that, that exists. So, yeah, I mean, I think in years prior, you know, if you're talking maybe, I don't know, five years prior, the, the, the G League probably wouldn't be as lucrative as it is. But now, yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if you're a legit fringe NBA guy, um, you know, and I would say probably Hunter probably falls into that category as like a fringe, fringy NBA guy who could probably do really well in, in, in the G League to kind of, you know, learn to where he's lacking. You know, I, I think it'd be a good move. But at the same time, you're talking about Hunter, who's, you know, arguably one of the more popular players on campus. You know, can you, you could probably get more value from NIL and avoid the, you know, stay, stay, on, stay in campus, stay in school and get more money. And then as compared to going through the G League grind. So that NIL element is added kind of an interesting wrinkle into all of this, too, because all three guys could. You know, well, I'm sorry, Caleb and, and Musa can't because they're international students, which totally sucks. But that's a different conversation. Um, but Hunter, yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yes, good point. Um, but we don't have to go down that road, right? Exactly, exactly. Ahead, but, I, I the money is there. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, the money, the money is absolutely there. If in terms of you know, for Hunter, I mean, if you're gonna say, let's say. I don't know. I don't even know what an average G League uh, contract is. 150 grand, let's say. He could make easy 250, you know, staying in Michigan. So I I was gonna ask you too because I I've heard some buzz around some pretty big numbers for mm-hmm. Hunter NIL wise, and wanted to see if you had heard heard the same because that 
that throws a whole nother, like you said, wrinkle into it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That that is it is going to be interesting for you know a guy of of Hunter's status, even guys in the future. You know, is it is it worth? Do you get paid more staying in school than getting paid more going to being an NBA fringe guy, which is hilarious to think about, considering you know everything. It's just it's just funny to think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, the NIL option is, is legit. I mean, there is a real, you know, discussion around that, um, you know, and, and, and it sounds like Hunter is open to it. I mean, he right now, I know for, I, I, I know if I, after having talking to some people, Hunter's not really even thinking about the NBA or even thinking about basketball right now. He just, he's taking time off. He just wants to concentrate on being a student. So we'll see. You know, I, I, you know what I, th- I think it is. I think he loves being a big fish in a small pond. Exactly. He's got it made. He's got he it made. Why would you leave? Exactly. Exactly. You're going to tell me that uh, I will say there's that there's the social part to it that college is a million times better than you going to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. For the Mad Ants in a shit arena. <laughs> In front of 500 people you know like yeah. honestly i think that there's there's definitely that part too where you know how long did Derek walton do that and you yeah know, how long do the like think about how good nick stauskis was in college and he's been fighting every yeah. single day to make yep. teams whether it be overseas or here like you know i i think that people don't understand like I don't know. There, it goes both ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. What yeah. I think for Hunter, too, is he's got Garza in his corner. Four or yeah. five-year guy at Iowa, you know, who ended up being National Player of the Year, and now he's getting some time with the Pistons a little bit, you know, randomly. But um, he's probably like, dude, like, don't go to the NBA. You're not ready. You have this to work on. Be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Get your money while you can, especially with this NIL stuff. Right. Like, Imagine Garza with NIL. He'd be selling corn shucks left and right. <laughs> yeah. He's got a good thing going right now. Yeah, I mean, if, if Garza, if Garza isn't wasn't, if he's a late second round guy, Luca Garza is a late second round guy. You know what does that say about you know Hunter? It's 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 I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that that a guy like Luca who can who played so well is considered you know, a, a late second rounder type of talent, which clearly, I don't know. And he's even like on the Pistons right now, he's like fighting for, yeah. he, he's like end of the bench type of guy mm-hmm. on the Pistons who are bl- very much below average. They're like, it's mm-hmm. still, it, they're, they're close to getting out of rebuild mode, but they're very much still in rebuild mode. Yep. Um, absolutely. So it's not like, you know, it, and so I don't know that it's just interesting to me how that all works out with a lot of these uh, college kids and the, and the NBA, you know, I think basketball with NIL and the G league is now like, I've, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how kids, I, I, the amount of info they must get on a weekly basis from, oh, you know, people trying to make money off of them, the people trying to tell them that they're first round picks, you know, like, and then also on the other end, like then, then all of a sudden you get hyped up to that. Then you finally talk to the NBA GM and he's like, yeah, you're, you're not getting drafted. 
Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I think that's really mentally taxing on a guy, for example, like Hunter Dickinson, who is scoring 20 and 10 a night almost. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, you're not good enough. It's like, that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it's a brutal business. It's it's brutal, and you know, I I'm I'm in I'm in the position. I'm fully in the in the uh, in the crowd of you know I'm I'm perfectly fine with whatever decision they they do. It's you know it's their lives. They want to you know go chase a bag in the in the pros. More than welcome to do that. I mean, the, the same people that that bitched and complained about Jordan Poole leaving early are the same ones saying, Hey, look how great Jordan's doing in Golden State. You know, this is great. It's like That's me a hundred percent. Well, sorry. I didn't mean to make fun of you there, but no, you know, no, it's true. true. <laughs> I was like, dude, he's good. I think it was more so me like wanting him to come back another Yeah. Time. Yeah. Somewhat of that too. Right. And then, uh, yeah, he's like going off. Cause I thought it was, like, for me, I don't even know this guy's name. Like I, I, I keep reading his name. I just know his IG was Lanky Smooth. Who was that? Oh, uh, that uh, so oh, DJ Wagner. Yeah, uh, DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson. Yes, he got picked. I think like top ten. He was no to go he to was, Milwaukee. He was like round. he was a first rounder. I think he was like fifteenth. He was like a fringe lottery guy. Right, but I'm like yeah. Remember what he did at Michigan? Like, I definitely thought he had a bunch of upside just because of his size and yeah. he could shoot a little bit. But when he got picked 15, I've, I like, at least for me, that was like a huge, like, where for, where did that come from? Right. Yeah. I, think, though, so I thought Poole might have been like that kind of situation, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel mean, like. Great for him, man. He's, he's hooping. Hooping. Yeah. So, like, in my opinion, which nobody cares about my opinion, but <laughs> I'm glad you. The, know that. The Hunter thing, I think a lot of people think that, like, Hunter will be what Hunter is right now. Like, you're seeing the best Hunter, right? That's what I think people think in the NBA world. Yeah. DJ Wilson, it was like, holy shit, we are just seeing, like, the tip of the iceberg. He's got this three-point shot. He's going to get bigger, that type of stuff. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I feel like that's kind of the difference between those two. Yeah, I mean, Hunter, Hunter's collegiate ceiling, I don't think he's touched yet. But like you said, Hunter is, is going to be Hunter. And I think, you know, in, in, in the NBA world, his skills are limited. But, you know, for Michigan's system, he he's, fits perfectly. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much growth. I mean, yeah, he could probably maybe develop a better, a more consistent three-point shot. But I don't think that's going to be the difference maker of him, you know, being an undrafted, undrafted guy bumping up to, to a first round guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, being a 33% shooter to a 36% shooter, right. nobody's being like, oh, you you really, you know, turn. Is that really all it was? I don't I have no idea, honestly. I just, I'm pulling numbers out of my ass. But Come to Blue by 90 for the stats. <laughs> I feel like that's probably. I I would say mid, low to mid thirties would probably be accurate for what. If you could guess right now what it went from to, what would you say? Just stop looking at your screen. Close your eyes. You're fucking looking it up. I'm not. I'm not. not. Um. So what are you saying? I. What it was on freshman. What do you think the percentage difference was? From freshman to sophomore. Yeah, the difference in the percentages. Yeah, do you think it's oh, 3%? I think it, 
I'm I'm saying from this year to next year would only be probably a minimal. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I thought you were saying a freshman year. Did he oh, even I make one his freshman year? What? Did he even make one his freshman year? Honest, I don't think he did. No, I, I think he even shot like five total shots. Yeah, now he's like the best three point shooter. He was the most consistent three point shooter they had last year. Crazy, insane, literally. Um, let's see. He was this past year. Are you kidding me, guys? Hmm. He was 32% from three. That's what I said. So, freshman year, this past year. Makes sense. No, this past year. Really? His freshman year. That'd be high he, 30s. He, his freshman year, he was 0% from three. <laughs> yep. A yep. 32% improvement? He's shooting 64% next year. That's what you're telling me? <laughs> Better pick that boy number one overall. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. All right. All right. Well, so we've next gone year he's shooting 64%. <laughs> we've gone on oh. for a while here. Josh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um I I do you have any like what's uh I'm trying to think of how we send this out. We've got to get like a a funny story or funny, I don't know, Harbaugh story, Jawan story, like I don't know, there's obviously a lot that went on this year with Jawan. What Yeah. I, what I don't know. Do you got anything for us? <sighs> um, I'm trying to think. Nothing really off the top of my head. You know, it's this year has been kind of like this, this last, especially basketball has just it's been really wild for me because I I haven't really been to many games because I was just so focused on trying to avoid our sight from totally derailing and going and just crashing and burning. So it's just been really um, hard for me to focus, but. Um. Yeah, I don't really have anything in terms of stories. Um, what about, what about back in the day? What about a beeline story, or just a you story? Like when the cantina story? on a Tuesday night, you were twelve years old and you got away. You know? <laughs> I actually have a couple of beeline stories. All right. Um, there was this one time, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I first met Beeline at a at a camp, a Michigan camp. Um, he hosts, they, they hosted one every year before. I, I don't think they've hosted one with Juwan yet. Um, maybe one without people because the whole COVID thing, but, uh, <laughs> I was with, I was with Sam Webb and, you know, he walked up to, to Beeline to shake his hand and, and, you know, I didn't expect, uh, Beeline to know who I was. And he points at me and goes, Hey, you're the guy that Sam Webb retweets all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm honored. I guess you know who I am. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, yeah, whatever. I hope, sure. I hope that's yeah. in your Twitter bio. It, it used to be. It used to be, <laughs> but not not anymore. You know, you know, it's been Beeline's been out of the game for a while, so I got to keep it fresh. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, if we want to yeah. talk about a guy who's in the game, Barstool Big Cat, and he did happen. Yeah, to, it just got yeah. retweeted by him, so he's there. You uh, go. I'm kind of a big deal, guys. I too am part of the Big Cat Retweet Club. Really? Hey, oh wow! All right. Gosh, wow. Thank you, thank you. These fucking losers. <laughs> We're nothing compared to. Have you, you even ever been on Barstool Twitter, bro? Jeez, that's my second time. That's one of you know, You're incredible. I'm pretty, yeah. you know. It's legit. I I feel like I'm a frequent tweeter from Blue by Ninety, but then the Shield tweets is just like. Not as often, but they're all hits. Like every you make a big splash when you come in. I almost just started bawling my eyes out because that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. 
Well, we'll we'll send it off with that. Um, wait, Josh, was that the whole? Was that the story? I don't. I didn't want to cut you off. No, yeah, that was it. I mean, it wasn't that great of a story, but right. you know, I just thought it was funny. No, I'm just, I'm just known by, I'm just known by Sam Webb's retweets. So I like the Lloyd Carr one better. I think that I think it's a better. Yeah, story. yeah. God, that one's <laughs> a long story. I still cringe about it when I think about it. It's Were just you like wearing Jenko jeans when you uh, took no, I don't even. Oh God, I, I like somewhere. I I might. Well, I don't know. I'd have to dig deep. It's probably I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know where it is. Like framed on their bedside. Yeah. I still think about it and cringe to myself every. Like it'll cross my mind randomly. I'm just during the day and I'm just like, oh, you asshole! You, just you wake stupid up asshole! Yeah. Here's the thing, though. We're about to release the Josh, Josh Hensky uh, collection on our site, and it's just going to be Spuck Farty with that picture on. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's that's it's just so cringy looking back on it. But, you know, whatever. It happened. It, it, I am the person I am today because of it. Yeah, thanks, so thanks you Lloyd. Accept it, you, you know, then you're, you're good. <laughs> Oh God! All right. Well, plug uh, plug your stuff here as we send it off. Then, yep. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Henschke. Um, you can follow the Maze and Blue Review on uh, on Twitter at Maze Blue Review, uh, and you can find us at Michigan.Rivals.com. There you go. We appreciate you coming on. And it, do you guys? Everybody's got a deal. It feels like right now. Do you guys got a deal for subscribers? Not yet. That's something I need to uh, talk to my superiors about. I need to get that going. But, no, if you want to subscribe, be my guest. We'll be, uh, we're happy to any and all subscribers. There Say hi on the boards, all that good stuff. It's a good community. Highly recommend it. It's a solid community. You have some good people on there, man. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm really I'm really happy about that. We've got a really good like genuine, I'm not just blowing smoke up my own ass. It's we've We've got genuinely good people on our community, and I'm really happy about that. There you go. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Uh, we love your stuff. We love, you know, we're excited about where the site's going and all that stuff. So appreciate um, that. Go follow him. You've got, I feel like you've got, you know, whether it's you, Zach, what Trevor, um, or, uh, right. Zach Libby is the other guy, yep. right? Yep. So you've got, you guys have got the scoops and all that stuff. So it's good to see you guys build that up. So we appreciate you. Um, and for us, you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're on the amazing brew, uh, network for podcasts and for YouTube. We appreciate you guys. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.